0: Chapter 93 of White Jacket or the World in a Man of War. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by James K. White White Jacket or the World in a Man of War by Herman Melville. Chapter 93 Cable and Anchor All Clear. And now that the white jacket has sunk to the bottom of the sea, and the blessed capes of Virginia are believed to be broad on our bow, though still out of sight, our five hundred souls are fondly dreaming of home, and the iron throats of the guns round the galley re-echo with their songs and hurrahs. What more remains? Shall I tell what conflicting and almost crazy surmisings prevailed concerning the precise harbour for which we were bound? For, according to rumour, our Commodore had received sealed orders touching that matter, which were not to be broken open till we gained a precise latitude of the coast. Shall I tell how at last all this uncertainty departed, and many a foolish prophecy was proved false, when our noble frigate, her longest pennant at her main wound her stately way into the innermost harbour of norfolk like a plumed spanish grandee threading the corridors of the escurial toward the throne-room within shall i tell how we kneeled upon the holy soil how i begged a blessing of old ushant and one precious hair of his beard for a keepsake how lemsford the gun-deck bard offered up a devout ode as a prayer of thanksgiving, how Saturnine Nord, the Magnifico in disguise, refusing all companionship, stalked off into the woods like the ghost of an old Caliph of Baghdad. How I swayed and swung the hearty hand of Jack Chase and nipped it to mine with a carrick bend, yea, and kissed that noble hand of my liege lord and captain of my top, my sea tutor and sire. "'Shall I tell how the grand commodore and captain drove off from the pier-head, "'how the lieutenants in and undress sat down to their last dinner in the wardroom, room "'and the champagne packed in ice, spirited and sparkled like the hot springs "'out of a snow-drift in Iceland, how the chaplain went off in his cassock "'without bidding the people adieu? "'How shrunken cuticle the surgeon stalked over the side, "'the wired skeleton carried in his wake by his cot-boy?' how the lieutenant of marines sheathed his sword on the poop and calling for wax and a taper sealed the end of the scabbard with his family crest and motto "Denique coelum how the purser in due time mustered his money-bags and paid us all off on the quarter-deck good and bad sick and well all receiving their wages though truth to tell some reckless improvident seaman who had lived too fast during the cruise, had little or nothing now standing on the credit side of their purser's accounts. Shall I tell of the retreat of the five hundred inland? Not, alas, in battle array, as at quarters, but scattered broadcast over the land? Shall I tell how the Neversink was at last stripped of spars, shrouds, and sails? Had her guns hoisted out, Her powder-magazine, shot-lockers, and armories discharged, Till not one vestige of a fighting thing was left in her, From furthest stem to uttermost stern. No, let all this go by, For our anchor still hangs from our bows, Though its eager flukes dip their points in the impatient waves. Let us leave the ship on the sea, Still with the land out of sight, Still with brooding darkness on the face of the deep. I love an indefinite, infinite background, a vast, heaving, rolling, mysterious rear. It is night. The meagre moon is in her last quarter. That betokens the end of a cruise that is passing. But the stars look forth in their everlasting brightness, and that is the everlasting, glorious future forever beyond us. We main topmen are all aloft in the top. And round our mast we circle, a brother-band, Hand in hand, all spliced together. We have reefed the last topsail, Trained the last gun, Blown the last match, bowed to the last blast, Been tranced in the last calm. We have mustered our last round the capstan, Been rolled to grog the last time, For the last time swung in our hammocks. For the last time turned out at the seagull call of the watch. We have seen our last man scourged at the gangway, Our last man gasp out the ghost in the stifling sick-bay, Our last man tossed to the sharks. Our last death-denouncing article of war has been read, And far inland, in that blessed clime Whitherward our frigate now glides, The last wrong in our frigate will be remembered no more. When down from our mainmast comes our commodore's pennant, when down sinks its shooting stars from the sky. By the mark! Nine! sings the hoary old leadsman in the chains, and thus, the mid world equator past, our frigate strikes soundings at last. Hand in hand we topmates stand, rocked in our pisgah top and over the starry waves and broad out into the blandly blue and boundless night spiced with strange sweets from the long-sought land the whole long cruise predestinated ours though often in tempest time we almost refuse to believe in that far distant shore straight out into that fragrant night ever noble jack chase matchless and unmatchable jack chase stretches forth his bannered hand And, pointing shoreward, cries, For the last time, hear Camoans, boys. How calm the waves, how mild the balmy gale. The Halcyons call, Ye Lucians, spread the sail. Appeased, old ocean now shall rage no more. Haste. Point our bowsprit for yon shadowy shore. Soon shall the transports of your natal soil O'erwhelm in bounding joy the thoughts of every toil. End of chapter 93 Recording by James K. White, Chula Vista plus.